Because I feel like when you feel good and you think well of yourself, ultimately that really will help you create more inner happiness about you as a person, not just what you look like on the outside. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Rate Active Podcast. We're bringing you insightful conversations to help you live an active and inspired life. So make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. I'm your host, Rachel J, and I'm so excited to welcome you to this episode. We're going to be coming to you with a solo episode. As you know, I have some really amazing conversations with some inspiring guests, and sometimes I deliver these solo episodes. And today we're going to be getting stuck into the topic of body image, the media and comparison. Now, this is some areas that I really feel quite strongly about and I have spoken about in other episodes before, but I thought I'd get into it again today and give you some tips and advice on how to create a really healthy body image and also perception of yourself and give you those mindful tips or tips for your mind to create a healthy body image. Now, I'm going to be talking about a little bit about my experience firstly in the media and giving you my perspective on what I've experienced and then also giving you some tips. So firstly, I've been working in the media and entertainment industry since I was 18. And as an actor, my first role was on an Australian feature film. You probably have heard me talk about this before. And I also did my first modeling shoot when I was around 19 years old, which to be honest, in the industry is probably quite old in the modeling industry. But at the time, there wasn't any social media, no Instagram. And really to be a model, you had to appear in magazines or publications. And I did a lot of modeling competitions back in the day. This was around the time Jennifer Hawkins won Miss Universe. And so comps were really massive. And probably not something that I go around sharing publicly too much because I think I've always had a bit of a judgment on it and myself for doing this kind of work. So it's one of those things that I don't speak a lot about, but I think my experience in this space has been really valuable and brings a lot to what I do with my work now. So all of the comps back in the day were magazine comps or comps that were held by magazines. And you would sort of walk the runway in different categories. What you'd have to do is usually it was different categories like fashion, swimwear, and then some sort of other area like sports or active an active outfit. And then sometimes you would have to answer some questions. The host would answer, ask you some questions. And I did probably one year of the comp circuit. So there was sort of like inside sport and Australian swimsuit model of the year, all those kinds of things. And I had been acting for a lot longer. So I had always considered myself as an actor first. And this was sort of something that I did on the side for a bit of fun. And I really quite liked modeling, you know, initially anyway. And I think I did quite well considering the amount of time that I actually spent doing these comps. It was about a year. I won a few state titles. I won the Miss Congeniality national title at one comp and appeared in a bunch of magazines and calendars and and that kind of thing. And at the time, there definitely wasn't, there weren't very many models in the space. And I'm talking about sports and swimsuit modeling, really, that had Asian heritage. So there was no one really for me to look up to, to really see that it was even possible. So I felt like I did quite well in that regard. And, 
you know, one of the things that I do like to reiterate or to highlight is that I'm just really lucky that my body shape and the way that I look plays into the look or played into the look that the industry at the time really favored. So I can't really tell you how I grew boobs or why my body shape is the way that it is. It just is. I have a very much more of an hourglass figure. I have hips and boobs and a small waist, which the industry favored at the time. And I was definitely too short to be a runway model or a fashion model. So sports and swimsuit modeling just has always been where I have been placed. And even now when I do shoots, it's more active wear or sports and swimsuit modeling. And I think as a generalization, compared to a lot of girls with Asian heritage, their figures tend to be a bit more athletic in that they have maybe a smaller chest, more kind of a rectangular shaped body. And so I guess I tried to definitely embrace my body shape, but I definitely always felt conflicted about that kind of image because that kind of modeling sometimes tends to be highly sexualized, definitely at the time, and swimsuit modeling especially, which to be honest, I don't mind it sometimes, but I've probably always struggled with how people perceive me. And particularly then in the acting space, I was worried about being typecast as this girl that just kind of looks a certain way, isn't really intelligent and is cast in things literally to just kind of look pretty and not say much. So body image wise, that was probably the biggest thing I struggled with. And still to this day, I sometimes get quite conflicted about the images I post on social media. I do often think about what people will think of me. I think, will they think I'm just this girl who looks good in a bikini or active wear, but has nothing of value to say, or that what I am saying or what I'm trying to help people with is not taken seriously because of how I look. So I've always tried to advocate for nourishing the qualities about ourselves that can't be seen. And I really strongly believe that embracing our inner beauty always comes first. So we need to start with a healthy perception of ourselves on the inside. Otherwise, no matter what we do to ourselves on the outside, we will never feel good enough on the inside. So that was sort of my experience around modeling and and understanding why I was able to be a model literally because I just happened to look a certain way and the industry favoured that kind of look at the time. The other big experience I feel that I had that has impacted my work to this day and why I talk about this topic so much is that I experienced witnessing a couple of my girlfriends go through eating disorders like bulimia. And it was really hard for me to know what to do because I was modeling at the time. And so I really felt that all I could do was guide them to a mental health professional because I felt that anything I said, I probably wasn't the right person to speak to them about body image because I was somewhat accepted, at least in the sports and swimsuit modeling space. But I also met a lot of girls who were in the modeling space who were dealing with body dysmorphia, anorexia, body body image issues. One of my model friends had shared with me that she had suffered from some sort of eating disorder when she was younger. And I remember we were also at a party, one of her parties, and I met another girl, another friend of hers, who this was the first time that I met her. And all she was talking to me about was her portion sizing of her food. And this was the first time I'd ever heard anyone speak so specifically or so pedantically about her food. She was talking about 
having half an apple and a third of a cup of oats. And it kind of blew my mind. I think I was about 19 at the time. And she was she was telling me about how she was in and out of hospital for treatment for anorexia. And although I wasn't experiencing it personally, I really felt that these girls that I'd met, I, I just really felt that I felt for them really, you know, and I, I, I personally couldn't understand it because I wasn't in that position. And I just happened, I, I feel like I had to kind of almost highlight, I just happened to be given this body and the industry happens to favor my body shape. And I never felt like I necessarily did anything specific to achieve success in that area. And so that's where my fascination with body image began and why I felt so compelled to advocate for a healthy mind and perception of yourself. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look your best. I mean, I feel like we all want to look our best and present our best selves, but I also want to advocate for nourishing those parts of ourselves that people can't see and really prioritize working on our health and beauty from the inside out. So ultimately, focusing on our perceived lack in one area, and I say perceived because it's a belief we hold about ourselves, which is in the mind, right? Rather than the actual truth. It means we will continue to feel bad about ourselves, even if it's not the reality, because what we think and believe about ourselves ultimately becomes true for us. It it creates the experience that we have of our bodies and our lives and how we present ourselves in the world. One thing I do want to touch on is culture and the media. And this is huge because it plays such a large part of what we believe to be the ideal for us, the ideal body shape, the ideal look, what we think we should look like or what we think we should be more like in order to be considered attractive or beautiful. And it's pretty common to see images in the media, campaigns, now on social media, we have that all the time, of what we think we should look like. And it is changing somewhat, which is great to see. And we're seeing a wider range of body types and shapes and ethnicities that is becoming more normalized and is a truer reflection of what society actually looks like. But there's always those images, I think, that we see of our favorite influences and models and public figures that are celebrated and deemed to be the ideal that we compare ourselves to. So I'm going to break down and unpack body image and to give you some tips of things that you can control to ultimately create a healthier body image and perception of yourself. Now, ultimately, body image isn't really the exact measurements of our body per se, or even what we weigh. It's our perception of what our bodies look like and what we believe other people think of our bodies. So there's an idea that you hold in your mind of what your ideal body is. And that's different for everyone. We all have different sort of flavors that we prefer to look like, but it's this disparity or the difference between that ideal and then your perception of your own body that is generally the amount of dissatisfaction that you will feel about what you look like. We live in a world where we are bombarded with media messages 24-7 and what we've come to believe an ideal body is comes from a lot of the time, external messages about or pictures that we see. 97% of women will be cruel to their bodies today and a staggering 80% of Australian women are unhappy with their body shape, which is insane. So I kind of want to break it down into two parts, the part that or the parts that we can't control. And these are the things that we, we really can't 
do much about. So the first thing that we can't control is what images mainstream media outlets decide to use for their campaigns. Fortunately, like I said before, we are seeing a shift in beauty and wellness and fitness in those industries that include a more diverse range of shapes, sizes and ethnicities, but we can't really control what those outlets decide to use for their campaigns or what they put out as part of their branding or their advertising campaigns. The second thing that we can't control is really what individual content creators choose to post on their social media accounts. And most of the time we know that people are sharing their highlights or their best angles and poses and generally overall pictures of themselves and their lives. And so we just need to remember that how other people choose to present themselves is also out of our control. And the third thing that we can't control is the body shape that we have been born with. Everybody is different and we all have our unique strengths and weaknesses. And those individual body types really do dictate where we carry, for instance, where we hold body fat, where we lean down first, all those kinds of things. Those are the kinds of things that we have just been given and it's genetic that we have been born with. So what we want to focus on is actually what we can control. And these are the things that we can actively make conscious choices about that can help us build a more healthy body image and perception of ourselves. So the first thing that we can control is our consumption of media outlets that we choose to engage in. So we want to be mindful of what images or outlets trigger feelings of negative body image or self-talk and really limit your engagement with those outlets. We can control who we follow on social media outlets as well. So if there are any accounts that you notice trigger you, you can unfollow or limit your consumption of that specific content. The third thing is that if there's something about our body shape that we don't like, a good way to do this is to focus on the functionality of our bodies rather than our aesthetic appearance. And this helps us place focus on what our bodies enable us to do and that takes the light off what we look like. The fourth thing that we can control is the perception we have of ourselves, which is basically this is where we want to nourish our minds and hearts with positive messages about our own bodies. This is about training your own self-talk with positive statements about your body and focusing on what you love about your body and also giving yourself permission to accept the parts of yourself that perhaps you don't love as much. And we may not love every part of ourselves or our bodies, but just reminding ourselves that we are human and we don't have to be perfect all the time will be also very super helpful. The fifth thing that we want to do that we can control is instead of comparing ourselves to other people, we want to set health and fitness goals that are movement or activity-based and to focus on our own progress rather than on aesthetic-based outcomes. So for example, taking the focus off an outcome that's based on your weight or measurements or dress size, instead focusing on how we feel and focusing on our own progress in a certain activity. And this really helps to shift the focus away from purely an aesthetic goal. Now, I want to be really clear and say that there's nothing wrong with wanting to look your best. I feel like we all want to put our best foot forward and present ourselves in the best light. But I do feel like these tips will really help you with your mind, how to train your mind and your perception of your body and shifting into a more helpful and positive view of yourself. Because I feel like when you feel good and you think well of yourself, ultimately that really will help you create more inner happiness about 
you as a person, not just what you look like on the outside. So I hope this has helped you guys with creating a healthier body image and perception of yourself. I really do feel quite strongly about nourishing these parts of ourselves. And I know for me, because I have been in the space, I I do feel like I almost have a responsibility to advocate for these parts of ourselves that aren't aesthetics based because we aren't that's not all of who we are as people. And I have always tried to put messages out that really help you to create a healthy mind and heart and to really nourish those parts of ourselves that aren't necessarily seen on the outside. So I hope these tips have helped you guys. Make sure you leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts and tell me what you loved and learned from this episode. Make sure you take a screenshot and tag me and share it to your IG stories. Thank you again so much for listening, guys. I so appreciate all the support and all the reviews and positive comments that you've been leaving for the podcast. I really do hope that this has helped you in some way to make a positive impact on your life and to help you inspire wellness from the inside, really. So thank you again, guys, for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Rate Active Podcast. Podcast.